It's podcast time. Good morning, grab your friends. We'll talk about fairy distant lands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are talking about Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. Matt? Yeah. Hi. Hello. How are you? Oh, no. That's my question. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. No, you're not. <laughs> you are a right hot mess right now. So, so here's the thing. Um, I'm going to be a guest on a podcast later today. And every single time I've ever been on a guest on a podcast, our internet has cut out. And it's mm-hmm. only like... It's like the only time that it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> and our internet went out for a little bit just a, l- a few minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, it's going to happen again. Yeah. He was terrified. Yep. So it's been a minute since the last episode, huh? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But we went on a trip to Hawaii. We came back. We're doing a little bit of packing for our upcoming move. It's been crazy. Yep. It has been crazy. I started school again for a quarter. So. Just feeling a lot of work coming on my way, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's uh, 2022 is shaping up to be an ambitious year for us. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other than that stuff, pretty good. Yeah. We uh, we got two pretty awesome Adventure Time episodes we're going to be talking about today. Yes, we do. I'm really excited about them. Yeah. And our next episode, too. I really, like, I can't, actually, I'm more excited to talk about those ones than these ones, but these ones are pretty good, too. Uh, really? I actually prefer these ones over those ones. Oh, yeah. interesting. So have interesting. some of that. <laughs> oh, I will. I will have some of it for every meal of the day. We also changed our recording room to the next room over from the office that we were recording in. So if it's a little echoey, yeah. <laughs> 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 Matthew has been stressing about this for like weeks. He's like, we don't have the sound things up. It's going to be echoey. Everybody's going to hate us. No one's going to listen to our podcast anymore. Well, just imagine like, you know, some people, they like to imagine that they're hanging out with the people that are recording the podcast. So just imagine hanging out with us in a dark, dank dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you see this room? I'm really concerned about that because your what, office setup is in this room. So no, I think it's what it sounds like. Where really? All, all we need is like the dripping of water. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should put I that in. I have not fed in weeks. <laughs> the pit of despair. Come and talk about Adventure Time with us. <laughs> it would be appropriate, though, given that they are dungeon masters. They are dungeon masters. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Dungeon Masters, um, and this will probably date the the pod, but uh, updated uh, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We just finished the first half of season four of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yep. It was great. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Check it like out. A, yeah. That shows a roller coaster for me as far as like how much I like it, but I think it ended off on a really cool note. I agree. I think it, it's great, but we don't want to give any spoilers away. No, no, oh no, my no. gosh, my thing, my notes keep going dark. Stop oh, it. Uh, something's trying to prevent us from getting podcasting done today. That is 100% true. <laughs> well, should we get to the episodes? Let's do it. We're doing James Baxter, the horse, and... Shh. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's such the name of the episode. Good, oh my gosh, I love this episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, right. that's the one that's coming up next. Okay, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, oh. I thought it was the suitors, so my bad. Yeah, yeah so thought, no, I'm excited for both of these episodes. Me too. Dang, Gina. I'm even more excited now. 
<laughs> my excitement level is at maximum capacity. Better more excited than you are. I don't think so. <laughs> I think you are. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Also, I thought I had a monster in the fridge. I'm so disappointed. I'm drinking Diet Coke in a flesh-colored can it, right now. It is weird. So Diet Coke, no, no, no. It's Coke Zero vanilla flavor, which I love, P.S. But they chose this really disturbing color. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, it disturbs me looking at it. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's awful. I feel like I'm drinking myself. <laughs> So, remember that adventure time episode? I'll drink you. <laughs> a tall glass of mat. <laughs> you remember that adventure time where Finn eats the imitation human meat? That's uh, the color of this can. Yes. Yeah. That is the color of that can. It's because they didn't have any Dr. Pepper cream soda mm-hmm. zeros. And so I was like, well, I need some tasty delights. So, yeah. Because like, I use it when I like have cravings for like all candy i'm like well here's a diet soda i guess this will do yes this will do it yep yep it's basically <laughs> just liquid candy uh, the uh my poor teeth are probably like what you know what you're doing to me guy <laughs> i've become like a soda connoisseur only like while podcasting uh, wait say that months. again how did you become a soda connoisseur because i realized i'm always drinking soda when we record now are you always drinking soda a while recording no you're not something every time we record. you're drinking something and it is not usually soda water or any beverage that's non-alcoholic i gotta wet my whistle <laughs> but because it's two o'clock in the afternoon we decided alcohol was probably not a yeah, good life probably choice not, probably not the best idea <laughs> i want to have some functionability left in the second half of my day <laughs> i got homework i can't i can't yeah maybe later tonight i'll i'll reward myself with a beer or beverage yeah Okay, so, <laughs> flesh color can. That's funny. Yep, yep. <laughs> so let's get to it, brah. Let's do it. <laughs> I was burping that yeah, out. Yeah, you... <laughs> your face. Man, maybe someone is not the best choice. Well, it's like you're asking for it with a, with a Coke. You're going to burp. You're going to be burping this whole time. I'll edit it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, James Baxter, the host. We can't say James Baxter without saying James Baxter. James Baxter has a seven point seven uh, overall number one twenty three, <clears throat> episode nineteen of season five. Title, as you know, James Baxter, the horse, mm. uh, directed by Adam Muto, written and storyboarded by Pendleton Ward and Zamove Zaphone. Original air date, May 6, 2013. May 6th? <laughs> okay, never mind. It's June. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. You just stop. I lost track. 2.21 million U.S. viewers. Oh, and the title card is uh, James Baxter the Horse sitting on a beach ball animating a picture of himself. And he's got like a little picture of like his little horsey family. Yeah. And his wifey. He's at a drawing desk. It's a cute picture. It is a cute picture. I like it. And being somebody who's practicing animation, it looks very appropriate. He's just in a dark room with one lamp on, which is exactly what this room looks like right now. It's one 100%, lamp on. 100%, guys. I wish you could see this setup. There's our... Uh, so, okay. So, Matt and I used to share an office. I do therapy. We, you know, I'd have to kick him out at about three o'clock. And so, it really impacted how long he could work on his stuff. And so, we moved all of his work stuff into our guest bedroom so he's got a conveniently comfortable queen size bed and then all of his desk stuff with one lamp. I mean, it has an overhead light, but who turns those things on anymore? No. 
I don't, I don't need that kind of brightness in my life. So, well, yeah, this, I know I use lamps in my office too. I have my two lamps. I'm going to turn the overhead light. It's like searing into my flesh. Yeah. It's like the lights at Walmart or something. Yeah. The, this image looks very much like our setup right now. Except we're not sitting on beach balls. We're sitting on chairs. Yeah. We need to upgrade to beach balls. Matter, I, know. I wonder how that'd be on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe better posture. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I am golem-like in my posture. That is true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Question mark. So the episode starts out with Bimo opening the door of the tree fort and carrying an egg. Bimo sings a song about being pregnant and how an electrical presence asked it to carry the human incarnation of a baby represented by the egg as it is walking along. It holds the egg up in the air, but a butterfly accidentally knocks it down and breaks it, making Bimo cry. Finn and Jake notice Bimo crying, so they try and cheer them up, but are not able to. And while they're thinking about how to cheer Bimo up, James Baxter arrives on a beach ball and whinnies his name continuously, cheering Bimo up. So Finn and Jake praise the horse, whom they appear to know already, and how he always knows what to do to cheer somebody up. So they decide that they should spread the good will by winning their names to cheer people up. So Finn and Jake start by winning their names near a funeral to cheer the mourners. <laughs> I, it reminded me of, um, sorry, this this funeral one reminds me of um, uh, wedding crashers. Oh yeah, the crashing the funeral. Were there? Yeah. Where, yeah, and it's like Will Ferrell is like, it, and this is when uh, Owen Wilson and what's that other guy's name, Vince Vaughn. They had like a falling out. Had the falling out, the parting of ways. And so Owen Wilson's like, yeah, I need to get with the babes yep. still because I'm a crasher of things. And, they, and then he realizes how gross Will Ferrell is. Yeah, yeah. He's like a 40-year-old, 12-year-old. He lives at his house. <laughs> Mom! Mom, more pay- meatloaf. Was, yeah, meatloaf. It was meatloaf. Okay, sorry. What did she even do up there? <laughs> Anyway, but this obvi does not work. Recognizing the awkwardness of the situation, Finn suggests that they try to cheer up another person. They arrive at the Candy Kingdom and tries to cheer up a green lollipop girl whose ice cream had fallen to the ground. But instead, <clears throat> she becomes terrified and runs towards an alleyway. Finn and Jake continue to make noises as they run after her, which makes the girl scream. The two hastily backtrack out of the alley. Yeah, look- the scene just cuts out with her mid scream. Yeah, she she the, I would be terrified too if they <laughs> Finn the human <laughs> if they were like coming at me like that. It, yeah. was, it was just seriously terrifying. My favorite part of the funeral scene was Finn's like, This was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have done this at a funeral. That's right. So then the scene changes to Finn and Jake sitting on a hill watching James Baxter and entertaining a group of candy kids going like James Baxter. So Finn and Jake contemplate how unique and perfect James Baxter... How'd they go? James James Baxter. Baxter. (laughs) James Baxter. I can't stop doing it. It's so contagious. Uh, So they contemplate how unique and perfect James Baxter's technique is, and they realize that they cannot simply imitate him. They have to create their own style to make others feel good. And Jake says it's like shredding on a guitar. you got to come up with your own solo. So back in the tree fort, Finn and Jake make noises and dance around as Bimo records their actions with a video camera strapped on their head. Bima asks why it's recording them. They're recording them. And Finn answers that they are attempting to find a style which would be suitable for what they're trying to do. The three of them climb up into the bathtub. And as Jake scrubs Bimo. <laughs> Who's going to scrub me? Finn analyzes the video 
and adjust its settings, speeding it up or down by touching Bimo's face. Get it? Scrub. Yeah. Uh, They soon find a portion of the video which causes them to laugh, but Finn suggests uh, if they want to match the James James Baxter's level of feel-good making, they have to go deeper. So then they go into a wooded area by which the three go to the Institute of Soand, or Sound. So they arrive inside the entrance and are received by the guide. I receive you. So Finn asks where the studio is so they can make their feel-good sound, and the guide replies that they have to think happy thoughts and follow their heart. So they arrive at the studio full of speakers and electronic equipment. The three of them scope the room and discover how they could use this equipment to force happiness into the listener. After several tests and adjustments to how the sound was generated, Finn and Jake realize... That what they're missing were feel-good body actions. And once they get hold of this realization, the three of them sleep exhausted from the ordeal. But you know what I love about this episode? It's like, you know, this is just going to be like a one-day obsession of theirs. And then they're just going to forget all this yeah, ever happened. Probably. Totally. Like the wizard school. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a one-day thing. And they're like, oh, we didn't have anything else going on today. Let's mm-hmm. go learn how to do this. Yes. So Finn and Jake come back to the Candy Kingdom to see the same lollipop girl crying still by a fallen ice cream. And this time because of a fallen... Oh, no, it's a drink cup. Okay. Whoops. She's got the dropsies. Yep. So the girl notices them and remembers the past encounter of them. And she's like, what do you want? But Jake Don't tells take her, me. Don't rob me. <laughs> Jake tells her to quiet down and see their new demonstration. He's like, check out our new freshed up version of the thing. So it's Jake turning into a trumpet and a beach ball that Finn balances on James Baxter style. And he's going like... Billy, <laughs> They're like, so wild. <laughs> they don't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so afterwards, the girl laughs loudly and the two know that their gimmick has worked. Finn and Jake continue to make other people happy, including four grass people, a ghost, and more grass people at a meeting until they see the same mourners in the funeral they encountered yesterday. Finn apologizes for their behavior the previous day and entertains them, making them happy. Suddenly, the coffin opens and the dead per- person's skeleton pops out, rolling in the ground. The mourners and Jake run away, terrified, while Finn battles the skeleton. The skeleton's ghosts appear and mourns why they are interrupting his deal as Finn asks Jake for help. I have so many questions about what was going on at this funeral. No kidding. It's been going on for multiple days. Maybe that's their custom. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it was like an exorcism kind of thing, like this corpse was possessed or something hmm, and they're doing something to get rid of it and Finn yeah. and Jake interrupted that or something I don't, I've always wondered point, about though, it because based on like how things played out yeah <laughs> it like spits milk out of its face it's so weird so Jake shrinks down and uh, it appears inside of a flower and stretches out but but he's bleh. <laughs> I'm gonna start that sentence over again Jake who shrunk it down appears inside of a flower and stretches but is thrown back when the ghost spits onto them so the ghost throws a big chunk of land at them, which they dodge. It's, a, it's a pr- another pretty cool fight scene. So Jake protects Finn from the attacks, but the ghost punches them down to the ground. And Jake's like, ah, oh, man, he broke my stretchy bones. <clears throat> so Finn tells a scathed Jake that he will block the next attack. But Jake realizes that they may die and performs a rhythmic clap. He's like, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> Telling Finn that uh, he should listen to that sound when they're separated in the ninth dead world. He's like, you know, there's going to be a lot of dead people there. That way you'll know it's me. Tick, 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 tick. I love how he goes like the clapping, like Asbeck just like, hey, hey, listen for me. This is going to be my sound. <laughs> it's great. I want to see that episode. Yeah. 
You know, like Finn's trying to follow the sound of Jake's clap. Yes. It could have been a good two-parter. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, James Baxter appears, calming the ghost just as he is almost beaten the duo to death. The ghost carries Finn and Jake out of the hole and puts them softly into the ground and asks them if they know that guy. They reply that, yeah, they know him and explain his deal about making people happy to the ghost, who deems this to be cool. Meanwhile, the horse realizes night is coming, deflates his beach ball, folds it into a triangular hat, and trots off into the sunset as the episode ends. Yeah, it's a nice ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy really knows how to cheer a guy up. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> See this episode many, many times. So what are your first thoughts on James Baxter? I love this. I think it's great. I think it's a great episode. It's funny. The fir- Okay, I mean, let's tell you, the first time I saw it, did not like it. Yeah. Thought it was dumb. I... I think I've always loved this episode. I, I like it. I still love it as much now as I did the first time. Mm-hmm. I like the humor in this one. I love all the weird noises Finn and Jake are trying to come up with to sound, mm-hmm. you know, as uh, joyful as possible to other people. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I would have to say when they're at the Institute of Soand, mm-hmm. um, I, it was really fun to watch them figuring out how to move their bodies and like you know how to make these weird sounds i i thought that was really clever yeah i like when uh it, it like cuts them after like a montage of them making these sounds and Finn's like oh maybe this needs to go higher and jake's like oh maybe maybe it has to be a little lower <laughs> it's like really <laughs> funny like naturalistic voice acting <laughs> oh it's so good yeah this so episode good. i think the highlight for me is the voice acting in general mm-hmm. like everybody did such an awesome job agreed agreed so funny yeah. Love the giant ghost at the end. Even like the little one time ever characters like the ghost. It's like boo, boo. When it's like it's got like the what do you call it? Like the stick with like the bag. Of, yeah. Um, Like he's hitchhiking. Yeah, like he's hitchhiking <clears throat> down by the railroads. And then they leave and he's like he does a happier version. Boo. <laughs> the ghost at the end looked like who's the guy from with the chin? Not Jay Leno, it's the actor. Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell, yes. I can see that. Yeah. I'm surprised Bruce Campbell never did a voice in the show, like, as a cameo. Like, they have they have nods to some of his movies in the show, uh, like Evil Dead and stuff. Like, the very first episode of Adventure Time had some Evil Dead <clears throat> references in it. Oh, the other thing, too, um, that I noticed, so the skeleton is painted like Day of the Dead. So I'm curious if there is a subset of people that celebrate Day of the Dead. Oh, wait, in our culture references, it's it's talked about. So it says the skeleton in the funeral resembles those features in uh, Dia uh, de Muertes, uh, Day of the Dead in Spanish. Mexican holiday focused on gatherings of family and friends to pray for um, and remember friends and family members who have died. So, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Cool. I was wondering Very if in cool. the trivia would explain a little bit about what was going on there. So, that's great. Yeah. Is there anything you didn't like about this one? Um, No. I don't think I had anything I didn't like. How about you? Oh, I think this is a perfectly watchable episode. This is one I could pop on anytime. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I it's like- not like one of my like top, top tier, but I still like as far as Adventure Time <laughs> episodes in general, this is definitely in like the top half for me. It's a feel good. It's a feel good episode. Yeah. Literally. And so the interesting thing about the series right now, like where we are in it is, you know, the lit stuff is taking a break. And right now it's just kind of back to like the, the formula of like season one or two where yeah. we're just kind of jumping around to like different parts of it and like what's going on over here. Do, does the lich come back? Yes. Oh. Yep. Oh, I thought he was done. 
he comes back for a little bit because he's with Prismo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, okay. that's right. We've already done some of the Prismo stuff. Yeah, we're further love, along in the series than it feels like we are. I love Prismo. I do too. He's one of my favorites. Can't wait to get back to him. Yeah, yeah. Matt. Yes. Where was the snail? The snail was inside of a bucket in the background when Bimo has the um recorder on their head. It doesn't look like a bucko bucko uh, bucket. Like it looks cup. like a yeah, it looks like a discarded solo cup. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like some of its contents have been spilled onto the floor. The uh, and looks like a partying. mess in this picture. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it looks like there's a candle, there's a like a little timer thing. Yeah. Also, I don't know what the sword is in the background behind Bimo. There's a keyboard. It's one of my favorite things about doing the snail watch is we'll get the screen cap mm-hmm. and you'll see all this stuff in the background that I'm like, I want to look at this. Like, yeah, this back it's here? Fun. It's like, oh, yeah, the wine bottle. Uh, well, timer. It, also, it also speaks to like some of the work that the animators do. It's like I was talking to Matt the other day. I was like, I can understand why sometimes things are really like simplified in like character development. Frequent cal- characters are more simple looking as opposed to really detailed because of how much how much work it is to animate something. Yeah, and when you have to do like different angles of a character, the more complicated the character is to draw, the more time you're going to be spending on it and all that junk. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really it's really interesting how, you know, we vacillate between really more detailed and they spend a lot of time in like background and, and things like that. And then the characters are, are more simplified. So Yeah, absolutely. It is funny. Some of those close-ups where Finn is just like a straight line or like... yeah. Like the proportions are jacked like up. Like up a tree. It was yes, like the I least effort ever that. put into an episode. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Finn's ears are enormous. Yeah. So no fill face. No fill face. What was your favorite line? Um, It is the lollipop girl. She says, please, I'm just a sad, very sad girl. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. She's a scene stealer. She is. She's so lovely in this episode. Um, And I think she was really funny. Um, and Finn and Jake were so incredibly creepy. They were. He's <laughs> like, getting her all up in her business, like backing her into an alley. Like, not yeah, doing that not yet, doing but. that, but they were just like, Finn the human, Finn the human, joke the dog. They just were, were creepy AF. Yep. Yeah. How about you? What was your fave? Uh, my favorite line was Finn. It was a mistake to do this at a funeral. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very much so. So funny. I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to go ahead and give me an impression of a character. All right, just think happy thoughts and follow the beat of your heart. Oh, that's the uh, the guy from the Institute of Sound. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Another I, awesome character that just shows up for like two seconds in this one. You know, I just thought it was really neat how. So there's a lot of body stuff in in Adventure Time in general. There's also a lot of like connecting with oneself and. Really being mindful of like your inner awesomeness. Yeah. And um I, I really align with that and like I really like it a lot. Yeah. I like it. Matt, what was your impression? Get ready to hear this for the thirtieth time. <laughs> it's Jake. No, did you oh, do it for I'm real? You laughed. Seriously. I'm do Jake's muted trumpet. <laughs> that is amazing that you can do that. How do you do that? Uh, it's all in the back of your throat. You should do that to make make a buddy laugh at a job in the past. Yeah, because you sound like a muted trumpet. Let me try again. No, nope. I like it. I can't do it like you. Oh my gosh, that is talent. I learned it from the show. Hey Matt. Yes. We got some trivia. Oh, cue the trivia song. It's trivia time. Trivia. Trivia. 
Trivia time. All right. So Jake showed that BMO's screen has a touch screen function when he used it to slow down and speed up the video. Yes. And this episode shows that Finn and Jake know how to operate technology to a a degree as they were shown to maneuver the appliances seen in the studio. The circuit diagram shown on the blackboard that Finn and Jake analyze is a guitar amplifier. Uh, Specifically, it's a class A push-pull amplifier with a two-stage preamp using uh, pentode vacuum tubes. When zoomed out, it appears to be uh, this circuit. However, zooming in some aspects are changed. So while they're at the the Institute of Sewn, they like have it like mapped out, circuited of like how they're going to be doing this to make people happy. So they make it very technical. Yeah. Um, and then because it feels when they go out into public, it, it doesn't seem technical, but everything they did, they really like are mindful and thoughtful about everything yeah. they're doing, which is so fascinating. It is. And this is something that, that we've seen in the show before, like when they're trying to do like the, the Billy thing or like the, we're not going to fight people anymore. We're just going to help in like more constructive ways. And they'll think they're doing a good job or like a good deed. And in the end, it's like, you just got to stick with what you're good at, guys, and just keep fighting. Yeah. Because like they actually do like get to the science and like they're able to cheer people up and everything. But at the end, James Baxter just comes in and does it naturally. It's like Finn and Jake were just destined to be fighters. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the EAT sign that appeared in Memory of a Memory and I Remember You is seen in the bathroom of the tree fort. Nice. Yeah. We should have that. Michigan eat sign. E-A-T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eat. <laughs> the way it's spelled is all is in all caps. I was thinking it was an acronym. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. So there's a small peppermint butler again in this episode. One of the candy people cheering for James Baxter mm. is a peppermint candy like peppermint butler, but smaller and does not wear clothes. This candy person was also seen at the daycare in Goliath. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So little little pet butts. Pet butts. So the noise Finn and Jake make to cheer people up is the same as the guitar and Manfred Mann's Blinded by the Light. Is it Blinded by the Light? Is that yeah. the song? I don't remember hearing that sound in it. Anyway, I'll have to hear well, I'm not gonna do that. Red I was gonna say I'll listen to that like song later, but I'm I don't like that song. <laughs> Matthew. Yes. Why do you hate music? I love music. I make music sometimes. I wish you made more music. Yeah. Just. Matthew is an incredible singer. In fact, he's going to sing a song, one of my favorite songs when we get to it. Oh, in yes. which episode? I'll tell you. Okay, all right, all right. You know, it's the one. Oh, yeah. I think I played it on the show before. I don't think you did. Mm, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you might have, maybe. No singing not, ever. Though. False. You have a great singing voice. <laughs> Matt. Yes. What are your thoughts about this episode? I really enjoy it. Yes. Yep. Yep. I think I've said just about everything I have to say about this one. It's it's very quotable, super fun, mm-hmm. really funny, great voice performances. Really no problems with it at all. Yeah, same. I, I think this is a really great one. Um again, I agree with you, not my like top ten, but it's a good feel good one. If you're wanting some AT on the background, this is a great one to put on there. Mm-hmm. Um I agree. The voice acting was pretty great, spectacular even. Yeah. And uh, it will cut. It will cut. And you didn't have a prediction for this episode because you have seen it before. Yes, but that's true. you do have a prediction for the upcoming episode, which is shh, 
I really am excited about this episode, BT Dubs. Ooh, yeah. Okay. This is my prediction. Jake gets an ear infection and he can't hear. He struggles with Finn's planned outing to the marching band land to meet marching band princess. To include Jake, Finn and marching band princess has everyone play really quietly. I love that. I love I love imagine what marching band princess would be like. I just imagine like very like <laughs> high stress. Like, uh, you think so? Militarist, militaristic. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's so funny. It's great. Yeah. I get the feeling you're spot on. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. that's James Baxter. Yeah, Man. James Baxter. So it's interesting, like, having covered an episode that I know is so loved by fans. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I hope we did it justice. But you know yeah. what? I think we did. It's just, I, I just, you know, it's a feel-good pony. Yep. It's yeah. a feel-good pony. But we did it. Never going back. Peace out, James Baxter. Wow. That was really <laughs> intense. I, I just clicked the notes away for that episode. Yeah, done did. in the bag. <laughs> episode one twenty four. Next, <laughs> <laughs> unnecessarily aggressive. About I know, it. right? <laughs> Matt intensifies. <laughs> Boom. Season five. All right, so let's get to. Shh. I am DB rating of eight point zero. Overall number 124, episode 20 in this long, soul-crushing season of season five. <laughs> it's a daunting task. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Directed by Elizabeth Ito. Hmm. Written and storyboarded by Grand Falk. I original don't air date. Either of those I don't either. I don't either. Uh, original air date, May 13th, 2013. 2.35 million U.S. viewers. Ah, oh, May 13th, 2013. Mm-hmm. So... 15 years before that date was one week to the day that the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie hit theaters. That is neat information. Thank you. You're welcome, Planet Earth. Thank you for that, Matthew. Because that came out on May 20th, 1998. I remember. Oh my gosh. It's not a good movie. Moving on. (laughs) The title card shows, it's a really cool image of the bikini babes circled around an image of uh, Finn and Jake with axes chasing Bimo. Whoa, that's crazy. That is crazy. I didn't see that till just now. That's awesome. The bikini babes are interesting. They are interesting. They're yeah. kind of like um, what would you call it? Like a like a frame around them, almost like a picture frame. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's a pretty cool picture. Yeah, the color scheme is like reminds me of like swimming pool blue. It reminds me of like. Vintage Hawaiian stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Finn and Jake decide to play a game of who who speaks first. This is a really, really short oh, synopsis. Man, it is. We'll just have to talk about things as we go. Yeah, for as real. As we remember. As we I remember. I remember. Finn and Jake decide to play a game of who speaks first, using signs as their only means of communication, wagering that whomever uh, talks first will be really disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they say to each other, okay, how are we going to do this? And it says, uh, you have to make all the signs that you're going to use for the rest of the day in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And so they only had 30 seconds to come up with every sign that they thought they might use. It's so, the the way that plays with the episode is so funny. Mm -hmm. 
It's so great. It's, um, and it's like, and they utilize these in different ways. Um, and, and you're just, <laughs> Jake's like, what's wrong? Did you not make enough signs? And you can see like all these signs that Finn Jake's is, is like, what do you have for breakfast? Is it eggs? Is it toast? Is it? <laughs> yes. It was so great. <laughs> Before Finn can lift up his card to answer Jake comes up with another one and Finn just looks super frustrated. Yeah. And he looks down at the signs and, and they're all like, way to go, Jake. You got yeah, this, Jake. You're doing great, super Jake. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jake's. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, it's great. Jake has like an insane amount of cards written for 30 seconds of having written them. Mm -hmm. yep, it, was yep. it was like he was like, I'm prepared for this for my lifetime. Yep. It's it so wonderful. So <laughs> wonderful. Anyway, so they're eating breakfast in the kitchen where they encounter BMO. Uh, who plays their favorite song to them and noted that they invited the bikini babes over to have a dance party. Yeah. But BMO is startled when um, Finn and Jake uh, don't speak to them. Yeah. And thinks that they're not the real Finn and Jake. And so he starts freaking out. Yes. Um, they go and hide in a hole in the wall, continue to play its favorite songs to calm itself down. Yeah. And the song is like, uh, you can tell it's from the same band as the ending theme of the show, you know, the Come Along With Me song. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool hearing them in the show. I like their their style of music. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, Finn and Jake then try to communicate with BMO in many ways, with Jake entering the hole in the wall and finding various creatures there, but all without success. So meanwhile, BMO had invited a group, of, yeah, the Bikini Babes over to dance. And they show up in a cluster at the door of the tree fort. And the Bikini Babes fly on top of the house where they hear BMO playing uh, their favorite song. And th the song's kind of like a calming thing for BMO, who's getting, mm -hmm. like, really stressed out about how Finn and Jake are acting. Yeah, because, like, so Jake, like, scrunches down, right, makes himself tall, and tries to, like, like lure him out. And it's really funny because that it shows, like, different things in the wall, including, like, some guy who's sitting there writing a memoir or something yeah. and, like, mice, like, sleeping. It was really clever what they did with this a very visual episode. Yes. Yes, it is. And it, it kind of has to be with, like, the whole lack of dialogue and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's funny because um, while Jake goes, he's like, don't, you know, take my signs or look at my signs. And the first thing that Finn does is looks at all of his signs when he leaves. Yeah. And when Jake comes back, mm -hmm. Finn's only up a sign that says, I hope you know I didn't touch, I didn't look at those signs that you treasure so much. Something like that. Oh, yeah. man. I wish the synopsis was. <laughs> Maybe we should. Descriptive. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's basically a sign that's saying, basically, I read your signs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So they're trying to lure BMO out. And so they actually take the signs and mix them together mm -hmm. and and write a whole thing about them playing a game and all this stuff and to to get them. And so to, to get BMO out to see this like love letter, essentially, or this like explanation letter, because at the end, they say, we love you, BMO kind of thing. It was so adorable. Yeah, they take they freaking take axes to the wall and chop down the wall, like straight up like um, shining. shining. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the whole time, like Finn and Jake are battling the bikini babes throughout the house because BMO's like, ah, it's not really Finn and Jake. Get them. The bikini babes are like fighting and like the daintiest. Yes. It's like very lightly punching them. So, yeah, Jake cries uncle because one of the bikini babes is like um, pinching him. And Finn's like, you lost the game. He's like, shame on you. He's like, ha, you're really disappointed. <laughs> oh, man, there's going to be some editing on this one. <laughs> this is me without like extensive notes. I'm like, Duh. 
So, uh, yeah, Finn, Jake, Bemo, and the Bikini Babe start dancing, and the party god crash lands through the roof to join in. Freaking A, party god. Uh. But yeah, and in the end, it says that the episode is dedicated to the deceased Adventure Time storyboarder, Armin Merzine. Merzine. Yeah. Ugh, I'm terrible with names. Anyway, so that was interesting. Uh, so what did you think of this episode? I absolutely love this episode it is probably one of my favorite adventure time episodes what yes I feel bad that the description was like a paragraph long then. yeah it was so dumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have to come back and revisit this episode in the future i thought this episode was just really clever it was it was just really uniquely written uniquely like played out i love the back and forth between finn and jake and these signs the 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 game itself is like playing the quiet game right mm-hmm. but they add another layer to it the, the quiet game is often like a punishment you know parents are like let's play the quiet game because they're tired of their kids talking or whatever yep uh but it's just really funny how finn and jake just are making this game really fun and they have all these really clever signs and especially jake his personality comes out in this with like his signs and like yeah it just was so cool and i really I thought it was just really unique. I was so sad that BMO was afraid of them, you know, and I know it added to that element of humor and like the emotional aspect of it. Yeah. And they couldn't just write a sign telling BMO what was going on either because the rule was like you had the 30 seconds to write everything you're going to write. Right. Exactly. They didn't know bikini babes were coming over and whatever. But like thinking about, you know, maybe we could look at that as, oh, they were just thinking about themselves and whatever. But really, I mean, you had 30 seconds to write all the signs and didn't yeah. really think about how that might impact BMO not being able to talk to them. Mm-hmm. They should have let BMO know in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, BG devs, we're going to be playing this game. Yeah. We're not going to be talking. We're not robots. The whole hindsight episode, it's like, we probably should have clued our roommate <laughs> in on this yeah. weird game that we're playing. So I saw a book in the bedroom at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, is that the Enchiridion? And you pointed out, no, they don't have that. I was like, oh, the, what is it? It's It looks like a cross on the cover of the book, like a Bible, or it could be a sword. Yeah. Either way, I want to know what that book is. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was really cute. And like Jake had much more detailed signs. They're more inclusive. Where Jake's were like, or Finn's were like, just super... So um, like breakfast? <laughs> yeah, or, po- or positive and stuff towards Jake. It was yeah. just really interesting how they're different, like... You saw more of their personalities come out in this because it was just so, I don't know, it was just funny. It plays too into like how Jake has like this extensive imagination and Finn's mm. is limited. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It really highlights that, doesn't it? So I don't it? know if that was on purpose or not, but if it was, that's a great detail. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that I wish that we had, like, I wish this ep. I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really thought it was a nice middle episode that was just entertaining. It hit all the right spots for me. I think something that would be cool is like doing like a, a commentary episode over this one or something. Mm, or yeah. we're watching it. Yeah. Have it like quietly playing in the background and we can just kind of commentate on what's going on. The other thing, too, about it is that um, they you saw them. OK, so I think. OK, I'm talking a lot about this, but. Towards the end, they're like, oh, we've got to figure out this whole thing with BMO. We don't want them to be scared. We want them to know that, you know, we're just playing a game. And so they started working together. It was like, hey, we're divided. We're playing against each other. And then all of a sudden we worked together. And then it came back to, oh, you lost or how disappointed are you kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, they even tore up signs to make like different, you know, words and all that stuff. Anyway, 
Yeah, I, I love how like um in the episodes they're focused on them playing games. The uh, outcome is always something really goofy, like I ah, to be disappointed, or like in um, Card Wars, it's cool guy forever. And yeah, dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I this smacks of Card Wars. Like that's that's how I feel about this episode. Yes. So I I think um before we watch this one again for the podcast, I remembered not being too high on this episode. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a weaker version of Card Wars, but now I see like it has elements of Card Wars, but it's very much its own episode. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot more this time through. Yeah. Yeah. Where was the snail, Maddie? The snail was on the boot in uh, the room where Finn and Jake are writing the message to BMO. Yeah. So yep. there's this little like hole in the wall. And then on the right hand side, there's boots. And a fire muddy. extinguisher there, too. Yeah. Fire extinguisher for life. So what's your favorite line from this episode? And a fire bucket. Fire bucket. Um, let me look. Oh, I don't care. Let's party. Oh, it's that um, BMO at the end? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's party. Party. Adore Delano in uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yep. Party. party. It's just the default <laughs> response to everything. <laughs> so my favorite line is, you're so disappointed, which is Finn to Jake. Yes. Yeah. Give me an impression. Party, party, party. Oh my gosh, that it's sounds the, just like Party God. <laughs> the Party God. <laughs> uh, What's your impression? I don't remember who says this. I think it's Bebo. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bikini babes, get them. Awesome. Good that's job. That's Bebo. <laughs> Six the bikini babes on them. <laughs> bikini babes are just really interesting. Like, they, I want them to be surfer babes. You know, mm-hmm. they seem like they are. They're like the surf girl kind of vibe. Yeah, they 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 remind they they make me think of like a Carissa Moore or something from the World Surf League. Um, that's who the, that's who I think of when I when I see them. Yeah, I wanted to see them surfing at some point in the episode, but we never got it. <laughs> Dang it! Dang it! They don't let me be myself. They don't let me be myself. Oh, we got some trivia. We got some trivia. It's trivia time. So it is revealed in this episode that BMO can smell. Also, they seem to be attracted by the smell of technological equipment. Oh, that's right. They lured BMO out by putting like some ch- like um, computer chips or something yes. right yeah and they put a fan like you know like in the cartoons where they would like put food and that you could see the odor like things coming off of the food and then the fan would like direct it towards the person yeah yep <laughs> the episode's title card references the scene where finn and jake hack into the wall shining style to get bemo yep so one of the pictures on bemo's sarcophagus shows a bikini babe oh oh Finn's signs contained all uppercase lettering, while Jake's signs contained mixed case lettering. Yep, there we go. Makes sense. Best uncle. Best uncle. The first few errors of the episode had a dedication card to the uh, storyboard artist that we mentioned. Uh, Cartoon Network later took this off to make room for more advertising. Oh, that's that's kind of horrible. In line with modern broadcasting practices. This edit is also apparent on Blu-ray and Flickster prints of the episode, but is absent from the voodoo prints. Well, we watched it on Hulu and it was there. Yep. Yep. The title of this episode is the second shortest of the show, uh, the first being Orb. Orb. Oh, there we go. So Jake has his season one design throughout the entire episode. However, this this may be unintentional. That's interesting because I did not realize that there was different designs. I should notice these things. Cheese, Matt. I know. 
So, um, let's see. Oh, wait. Oh, there's more. Party God appears for the first time since his debut in season two, episode Power Animal. Yeah, he's coming back like two episodes from now. I know, right? So an instrument track from Loyalty loyalty to the king and the new frontier is heard when jake watches the mouse family oh those episodes are from way back mm-hmm. um bmo's favorite song is no wonder i a song by the band lake that includes ashley erickson who is the um singer of come along with me the adventure time uh, credits theme yeah uh, nintendo entertainment system is seen at the bottom of the stack of equipment which jake takes to lure bmo out with the controllers, while having a shape reminiscent of the NES ones, have four colored buttons that follow the Japanese slash European SNES controller. Hmm. Yeah. Mixing technology. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that way they're getting away with like copyright infringement. Like if they make it just different enough, it's not really a Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Finn and Jake are chopping the wall of axes, as we've mentioned, Jake uh, pokes his head through one of the cracks, which he's made with an axe, is referenced to the 1980 movie, The Shining. In which Jack attacks the door with an axe, puts his head in the hole and says, here's Johnny. Yeah. So when Finn and Jay communicate with signs, it could be a reference to one of uh, Doramin's Doramon's comics where Nobita uses one of Doramon's gadgets to make everything turn silent. And the two of them, including everyone else, have to communicate using signs. Oh, cool. Interesting. Uh, I probably pronounced that name wrong. Yeah. Maybe. So, you had a prediction for this episode. Heck yes, I did. And the name is... So, Jake gets an ear infection and can't hear. He struggles with Finn's planned outing to the marching band land to meet marching band princess. <laughs> to include Jake, Finn... Oh, man. Sorry. I, I got to turn up the brightness to like an absolute high. There we go. Oh Burn my, my retinas. You know, you can make your screen bigger, too, and increase the size of the text. I forgot... Mm, gosh, it's like you don't know how to computer. I know, and it's not, I'm on a computer like all day, every day. Yep. So uh, he struggles with Finn's planned outing to the marching band line to meet marching band princess. To include Jake, Finn and marching band princess have everyone play really quiet. Okay, so creativity. Does it sound like you put effort into it? Yeah, I love it. I feel like that's a pitch that would actually get greenlit for Adventure Time. If I'm an executive at Adventure Time Corp, would I adv- would I greenlight the episode? <laughs> I'm just like, roll, uh, like I'm not starting to this over. I'm just gonna roll with it today. Yeah, I'd greenlight it. <laughs> Accuracy doesn't have anything to do with the actual episode. There's no ear infection. There's no marching band. I mean, there's singing and there's the bikini babes who could technically be a marching band. Yeah, I guess they could be, <laughs> but it's not implied. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to play really quietly. Well, there's a really quiet aspect to the episode. <laughs> so as far as accuracy, I'm going to give that a D minus. Yes. And are all the characters you mentioned in the episode? Um, well, Finn and Jake are in it, but unfortunately, Marching Band Princess doesn't exist in the show. <laughs> so, But she should. <laughs> she should. All well, of my band nerds unite. Well, two, we need to get a Marching Band Princess. Two of the three characters you mentioned or there's a c plus on that with an average rating of like a c minus <laughs> what you did it <laughs> you did it <laughs> oh wait a minute uh, what oh, we had a listener write in with a much better criteria for my grading oh so i'm going to start implementing that in the next episode all right yeah 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 i'll hold my breath <laughs> <laughs> 
So do you want to predict what the next episode's about based on the name? Yeah, more likely. The Suitor. Fire King decides it's time for Fire Princess to marry akin to old English customs. He decides to throw a ball to announce Fire Princess's availability. Finn finds out and is crazy jealous and angry. He decides to create an alternative identity to win over the heart of Princess, Fire Princess, and prove to Fire King that he is worthy of his daughter's hand. Although, you know, just to hang out. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, yeah. I guess we're going to find out. I've been watching Bridgerton. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> yep. Um, any last thoughts on this episode? Um, I'm glad I saw it again. I have a much deeper appreciation for it than I used to. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I never enjoyed it before, but yeah, it's a pretty solid episode. I could totally watch this episode multiple times. Awesome. Yeah, I really, really liked it a lot. It I'm was glad. definitely of the episodes we've watched in preparation for our pods this week. I, I certainly liked this one far more than any other ones when we do our rankings at the end of a season i at one point would not have guessed this would be my top half but i for sure i'm thinking that it's going to be now yeah absolutely season five's been pretty solid yep yes hey matt yeah guess what what you made it through another episode of adventure time podcast (laughs) i always mess that up let me start over hey matt Uh, yeah Guess what? What? You've made it through another episode of Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners, you guys can find us on the social medias at Oh My Glob Podcast on Insta, Twitter, or Facebook. You can email us at Oh My Glob Podcast at gmail.com. We will read your comments on the air, or you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm. And you just gotta look up the Oh My Glob podcast profile. Or? Or by uh, calling our uh, phone number, uh, 216 260 Glob. Or 216 260 4562. Cool. All right. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. We'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip flop. Bye. Bye.